friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest in world news and health research. Hope you're having that terrific day today, getting into the uh, beginning, middle of the week, and continually staying strong and healthy as always. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, or you can email us on the website as well at healthmasters.com, or give us a phone call. We're here to help you out as much as we possibly can, and be sure to check out the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate, one of our top favorites, and also to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. It looks like the NATO Kinesis, NATO Kinesis is starting to win by a landslide. And most of you all know we've talked about this product in details. has gotten a lot of coverage now, hence why we have it in helping to reduce the effects of spike proteins and actually clear them out of the body. And uh, it's a Japanese product derived from NATO, from NATO, and uh, it's really, really good formula as far as we're doing this. And so be sure to check it out. Looks like it's probably going to be going on sale tomorrow, but really reduces blood clotting and uh, stacks really well with the kit we put together, the Spike Protein Survival Kit, which is why we added those three products together specifically with the N-acetylcysteine, which massive, massively reduces inflammation, also detoxifies the body as well. It's great for the lungs with the natokinase to help out as far as that circulation and the vitamin E to help act as a natural blood thinner, which is very important. I take nat- uh, vitamin E on a daily basis. Very good for the circulation of the body and the blood vessels and to keep the blood viscosity where it needs to be so it can pump very easily and also can help prevent clots. So be sure to check that kit out and also check out Natokinese. It'll be on sale tomorrow as product of the week. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I am glad it's better late than never. This should have been in place years and years ago down here in the state of Florida. But it is official now. Governor DeSantis has signed the Permitless Carry State Act, essentially, or the Constitutional Carry Act. And it allows Floridians to exercise their Second Amendment by carrying concealed firearms without having to get permission from the government. I've told you guys for years I was diametrically opposed to that. The legality standpoint was a direct violation of the Second Amendment, telling someone that they have to get permission and go basically get a permit in order to carry a firearm legally. Never agree with that whatsoever. However, legal loops, sometimes you got to jump through if you want to make sure you're staying on the right side of the wall. So majority of us have had these permits for years, and now essentially you can carry and you don't have to have a permit. Now, the only part about this that I don't really understand why they did not uh, allow this. This is part of usually constitutional carry nationwide and other states that have adopted this is usually it also covers open carry for firearm. Now, I don't need a bunch of emails from all my tech guys about open carrying and civilians. I do not open carry. I would not open carry even if it was legal. However, the ability to do so legally is under the Constitution, the right to keep and bear arms. <laughs> there is no asterisk in the Second Amendment about, well, you can keep them concealed on your person, but you can't open carry them. You know, no, there is none of that as well. So I don't know why this wasn't added in here. I know there's been lots and lots of political theater over the years about this bill and, of course, trying to prevent people from being able to carry open in Florida due to the massive tourism. As Ames said, it's going to scare people off if they see people walking around with guns. Guys, if you come down to Florida, you already know Florida's all about guns. You don't have to even pretend that. Everybody knows that when you come down to Florida. In fact, most people that live in Florida carry guns not just for protection of 
violent offenders, but also crazy, wild, deranged wildlife that we have down here that sometimes goes absolutely berserk, like gators and water moccasins and hogs. It's just part of what you deal with down here in Florida, so you learn how to defend yourself from any and all elements. So, again, this has now been put into place, like I said, better late than never. This should have been in place a long time ago, but I'm very glad to see it. But one thing I can say is this. Please, if you are in Florida and you are carrying concealed, please understand how to carry safely, how to handle your weapons safely, and how to use your weapons safely if you have to do so. There's a lot of people, and I've seen this before, even with the concealed carry permits, they get their permit. And they think they're now James Bond with a license to kill because they shot their gun one time at the range. And all of a sudden they're talking about it all the time and bragging about it all the time and pulling it out, you know, trying to show everybody. And I'm like, dude, first off, that firearm is loaded. It's always loaded. Even if it's not loaded, I assume it's loaded. And you need to keep your finger off the trigger at all times until you're ready to engage. Do not point your firearm at anything you are not willing to kill. Always treat your firearm as loaded and do not under any circumstances treat it as a toy because it is not one. It is deadly force and carry it as such. So again, I encourage anyone that is going to exercise their Second Amendment right to know what they're doing with it. But very glad to see this down here in the state of Florida. On the other side of the globe, and this is something that I saw earlier today that is quite, quite frustrating, I guess, for these Orthodox Christians in Ukraine – Apparently, it's just been this war out now for the Orthodox bishops. The uh, Kiev court on Saturday ordered house arrest of Paval, a Ukrainian Orthodox bishop who is the head monk at the historic uh, Pachurk Lava Monastery. They sus- he's sus- suspected, listen to this, suspected of justifying the Russian invasion, which has now been turned into a criminal offense in Ukraine. He's denied the allegation, saying he's never been on the side of the aggression. After the court hearing Saturday, a monitoring bracelet was placed on his ankle against his will. The allegations against him were made by the Secret Service of Ukraine, and SBU agents raided Paval's home. The arrest is part of a broader crackdown against the Orthodox Ukrainian church by the government and by Zelensky, as they have said that the church has ties to Russia and that they're going in now to evict these guys out of their monastery as well because allegedly they made some type of alteration to the monastery and the Ukrainian government owns the monastery, so now they're wanting to evict them out of there. I don't think for one bit this is anything what they're telling us about. Zelensky, if he is not one, he's missing a great opportunity to be a flaming homosexual by his previous behavior and his things that he was involved in with his videos and his other very disturbing things that he has done as far as he called entertainment. I think he is a complete and total lowlife. I have no respect for the man, including what he continually says to everyone and pretends that we all owe him something. He's an entitled little brat, in my opinion. And what he's trying to do now is he's trying to remove the Orthodox Christian Church out of Ukraine. Because in my opinion, he wants to bring in the evil one, the dark side. That's the only reason he's doing this. We already know he's unbelievably corrupt. Ukraine was listed as the third most corrupt country in the world before this conflict started, right behind uh, Colombia and Brazil. But yet again, nobody talks about that whatsoever. Nobody talks about Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine and his – you know independent consultant fees that he was getting from Ukrainian officials and Ukrainian companies. Nobody wants to talk about his laptop. And by the way, what happened to the troves and troves and semi-trucks of confidential boxes and documents that they were allegedly finding at Biden's house? 
I, you know, I haven't heard a thing about that in the last two or three weeks. That was like a mainstream story for two or three days. All the confidential classified documents, classified documents, found another 18 boxes of classified documents in his garage. Oh, we found a Connex container in his backyard with 80,000 boxes of classified documents. I mean, it was like every day they're finding more classified stuff at this ding-dong moron's house. He's trying to find his ice creams, all he wanted. They keep finding classified documents. He's probably getting upset because he ran out of ice cream, so he's going through all these boxes of classified documents. They keep bringing them out. Suddenly, what happened to all that? That just, that just disappeared? I guess that was theater for the week to keep everybody distracted? I don't know, but uh, not surprising to me as we continually watch the clown show unfold. But again, be praying for a lot of those Christians over there in Ukraine because clearly – the Ukrainian government is not supporting their beliefs or what they want to do over there, Dad. What do you think? The, the uh, Stalin and Lenin, the same thing to the Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church. They killed over 40,000 priests during the great purge of the revolution in Russia over 100 years ago, in which they came in and decided they had to kill the faith of Christians. You know, the Russian Orthodox Church and the Greek Orthodox Church, these are institutions that have been around for as long as the Catholic Church. And they've been around for a very, very, very long time. And they have really, how should I say, deep, deep, deep values in these churches. They really do. It's, it's very much like a Lutheran church. I mean, they've, they've left a lot of the stuff about Catholicism behind that they didn't care for. They basically try to do the best they possibly can to do what they do as far as from a worshiping standpoint. And they had to be destroyed in Russia because it was the Christianity that was holding Russia together. The Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan group that wants to run the planet, uh, they want to bring in their own worship you know, of the snake god, Einstein, and bring in their ancient Canaanite religions back into the fold. That's the group. You know, A lot of people say the Khazarians, the ones that basically came in and started a lot of this mess. They were so evil, they used to worship snakes. They were based and founded originally in the Ukrainian area, and they want that back. And they want to get the Russian Orthodox Church back out and the, and the Greek Orthodox Church back out because why? They don't want to have any competition against their satanic religion. And so that's the main reason they're going after the priests, because once they go after the priests, the people lose hope. They lose faith. They stop going to church, and they are able to extinguish the flame, and that's what they want. And Zelensky, like you said, he's a leather-wearing, high-heeled-wearing, high you know, weirdo, perverted comedian that basically was put into position of power, kind of like Barack Obama was in this country. Just thought I'd mention that. You look at some of Barack Obama, the almost outfits, especially the green outfit that he had on that was posted online. Really nice that the president would wear something like that because, you know, of course, we all know Barack Obama, according to Joan Rivers, is gay and, and Michelle's a tranny. According to Joan Rivers, I always like to quote her on that. And the reality is, is that they just do this to us on purpose. They want to shove it in our face and they say, not only are you going to believe that we put this person into power and that you voted for them, not only are you going to do that, but you're going to like it. You're going to like the lifestyle. You're going to like all of it. And that's what they did. Of course, when Joan Rivers comes and tells the truth about what's going on, just a few months later, she was dead. Just thought I'd mention that too. Now there's a wrongful death suit going on. I have no idea how that's been, if it's been settled, if it's still going on or not. But the reality is that if we don't call these people out for who they are and what they do, uh, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, and it's just this, and we're going to talk about this at Angel Wars. We're going to talk about what happened and why this earth is so stinking corrupt and why it's so bad and why Lucifer is allowed to run around and he does what he does. But I'll tell you one thing, though. He does have certain rules of engagement he has to go by. We're going to cover that, too, at Angel Wars and things that he's allowed to do and things he's not allowed to do. Like he was not allowed to go in and do what he did in Genesis 6 you know, with the Nephilim bloodlines and all the rest of that stuff to the, to the extent that he did all that. And that got a giant you know, flushing of the toilet by God on the entire planet when God opened up the oceans of the deep. 
and basically just destroyed the planet with water for the second time. And you think, well, no, I don't believe all that stuff really happened. Okay, well, how about this? There's a massive ocean discovered beneath the Earth's crust now containing more water than on the surface. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Let's just talk about that for a second. It feels like there's a, you know, been staggering science stories emerging every other day recently. You know, have all blown us, basically you know, making us realize that this is not what we think it is as far as the Earth. Now people are just beginning to realize that there's a massive ocean hidden under Earth's, Earth's crust. It turns out there's a huge supply of water 400 miles underground stored in rock known as ring woodite. Scientists previously discovered that water is stored inside the mantle rock in a sponge-like state, which isn't a liquid, solid, or a gas, but instead a fourth state of matter. The scientific paper, the, the titled Dehydration Melting at the Top of the Lower Mantle, was published in 2014 and laid out all of the findings. There's three times as much water below the surface than on the oceans. You hear that, guys? The ring wood-like is like a sponge soaking in water. There's something very special about the crystalline structure of the ring wood that allows it to attract hydrogen and trap water, says geophysicist Steve Jacobson at the time. So what happened is God opened up this oceans of the deep and forced this water through giant geysers to come onto the sur- surface of the earth, which flooded the entire planet. And then when earth was being created, reformed the second time with Adam and Eve, the spirit of the Lord hovered over the water and the earth was formless. You know, and basically didn't, you know, was covered by water. We'll talk about all that, you know, starting on May the 1st with Angel Wars. Just thought to give you another pre-bo- little promotion for that. But this is what we have to understand is that the earth, the way we think of the earth, basically is different than the earth really is. You know, the things that we've been taught, you know, with all of the different theories that we've been given uh, simply are lies in many cases. They really are. And that's why they have to use constants in the mathematical formulas to cover up the lies. And, you know, we, we've got to understand that. I mean, we went, we went into detail on who all this, who Sir Isaac Newton was, the Kabbalah's wizard, and all of his theories that he brought in from the Kabbalah and from the Zohar. Uh, we got to realize who these people are and how they've manipulated the group thinking, the mind think, and the entire population of the planet for thousands and thousands of years of the ancient Canaanite religions of the blood sacrifice. And just remember, these entities that are here have been cut off from God's power, from his energy field because they're an antithesis to him. They're an opposite polarity that he is. They can't absorb energy from the field that we're in, and the only way they can really get fed is through human sacrifice. And that's why for the eons of time, they've been demanding human sacrifice from the people on this planet to feed themselves. I mean, this is some crazy stuff. They're actually harvesting energy and basically doing it through the abortion and through the sacrifice of children. And you think, well, this is crazy. This can't be possible. Well, it's the way it is. And I, you know, you don't want to believe this. That's what all this child trafficking going. What about the million children who disappear every year that are never found again? You know, the milk cartons. What about the thousand girls that were involved supposedly? You know, with Jeffrey Epstein. If the number's that high, and where'd the rest of them go? Why do we have about a half a dozen or a dozen that have come forward and said, "Yes, I was one of these children." Where are the rest of them? Just asking those questions, and so there doesn't seem to be any answers to that. So, were they sacrificed? Well, you know, I don't really, don't really know. Don't really, you know have any idea because i wasn't on epstein island but there was a temple there was there an altar stone they say there's tunnels underneath that temple i don't know i haven't been there and that there were all kinds of you know chambers underneath there what kind of chambers were they why aren't we being told what's going on and why can't we know who the johns were the judges and the senators and the congressional leaders and the people in high up government places that were on epstein's island why can't we know the list why can't we see the videotape why can't we see the videotapes of his mansion and all the stuff he recorded and all the people that raped these young girls. Hmm? Well, I'll tell you why. The judges won't release it because their names are probably on the list. Then just thought I'd mention that. 
Now there's additional lawsuits being filed against Epstein. This thing is just a giant sewer pit is what it is. And when you, when you finally understand how sick these people were, like Jacob Frank, who was brought into the 17th abolished movement, you know, several hundred years ago, you know, back in the 1700s, he brought the Rothschilds into it. Jacob Frank was, he did incestual stuff with his daughter all the time. He's, these people are sick. Okay. You know, he, he do, he was in the wife swapping deal. Like, you know, all these perverts are now today. He was doing all these crazy things because he felt as though the more evil you could be, the more righteous you become before God, and it would make the earth more evil, which would bring back their Antichrist or resurrect their snake God. When you, when you, when you look at this stuff, what they believe, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it absolutely just, it just, it mind boggles you. It really does. You kind of sit back and you go, these people can't really believe this stuff. They, this, they can't really believe this stuff. They can't believe that you know there's little sparks of light being created by having sex with their archangels while they pray to their snake god who's busy to take their prayers. You can't, you can't believe this stuff that they actually have to simulate a sex act while they're praying to one of these archangels to get their prayers answered by the snake. It's mind-boggling that they would believe the stuff in the Zohar and believe the stuff from the Kabbalah. It just, it just, it, 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 it's nauseating. I remember years ago, uh, the man's dead now. He always told me he's going to turn into a crystal, which he didn't. He ended up dying, and uh, he did. He was not. He was always had these crazy theories about the about humanity and the, the universe and all the rest of this stuff. I mean, he was a German guy. He's, uh, I can't. I won't mention his name out of respect for his family. And he was here with another German guy that I knew who's also passed away now. And it's interesting because the man was talking to me about how. He just he came in with these ridiculous things, kind of like out of the Kabbalah, about how the earth and the universe was formed. And I looked at him and I said, you know, you, you make this stuff too complicated. He goes, what do you mean? I said, here's the deal. Here's how it works. There's a God. Which you, you agree there's a God. Well, yes. Okay. Well, he created the heavens and the earth. Human beings fell into sin, and he sent his son to basically redeem us back to him so we could be with him for eternity. End of story. We just have to accept the son. Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and for you repent for our sins and continue to follow the ways of God. He said, well, that's, that's what you believe. I said, well, it's simple. <laughs> it's just not complicated. I said, you made this thing ridiculously. Well, I'm turning into a crystal. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I said, I said you're not going to turn into a crystal. You know, he had cancer at this time. And I give him credit. He fought the cancer for a long time. And I said, you're not going to turn into a crystal. You know, you need to accept Christ. And I looked at him kind of funny, and I said, well, you do know. In the event that one of these fallen angels or one of these aliens or whatever you want to call it abducts you, and this has been documented repeatedly, and you call in the name of Jesus during the subduction process, that they have to put you back into their home and they're not allowed to touch you. Now, maybe some news for you guys have never heard that. And he looked at me and goes, you're right. That's exactly true. <laughs> I said to him, I said, sir, I said, if, if the name of Jesus is so powerful that you can call on it in the middle of an abduction process when they're doing more DNA changing on you or whatever they're trying to do with you on these abduction things, which are very real, by the way. Uh, doesn't that make sense that maybe there's something about Jesus that they don't want him showing up? <laughs> Calling on Jesus. They don't want Jesus showing up. And, uh, and so they just uh, they have to put you back. This is part of the rules of engagement again. And he goes, well, that's all true. And I'm like, dude, you need to forget about the crystal stuff and realize that, you know, it's all about God. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit and serving him all the days of your life. That's the sole duty of man. Isn't that more important than turning into a crystal? Well, bless his heart, he didn't turn into a crystal. He passed away last year. And I, and I feel bad for his family because it was just, you know, he was so intelligent. 
But see, intelligence doesn't mean you've got the stunt or you're phenistic. That means reasoning skills and the ability to think through things. You know, they don't. It doesn't mean if you have a high IQ. It doesn't mean that you have that EQ, that emotional intelligence quotient, that you can think through a complex series of events and say, well, maybe if this is true and we know this is true, then maybe that is true instead of getting yourself so rigid and so caught into the thought pattern that you have with all the crazy stuff that you've read that you could think through other things. I remember my grandfather once told me, my brother Carl, he, he's got issues, he's been an alcoholic his whole life. He got serious health issues. Got serious everything issues. You know, he's um, a lot older than I am. He's in his eighties now. And uh, I remember uh, my grandfather was talking to me one time. His name was Carl, also. And uh, he said to me about Carl, his grandson. He said, "Carl hat ihm selbst verrückt gelesen." Okay. Now, what does that mean in German? What does that mean in English? Okay, I'll tell you. What it means is that Carl was reading all kinds of stuff with Nietzsche. And all kinds of other weird philosophers, a bunch of Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos. And he was reading that stuff all the time and entertaining that stuff inside of his spirit, and it drove him insane. He made him crazy. Farooked means crazy. Gelesen, read. He read himself crazy by the stuff he put into his mind. That's why I tell you guys, there are things out there you don't need to read. There are things out there that you just don't need to be involved with. You don't need to be playing with Ouija boards and opening up portals and all kinds. Of, you don't need to be going to seances. You don't mean don't mean doing all this kind of crazy stuff. You just need to be walking with the Most High God, staying in the Word of God, and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And understand that we can figure out a lot of this stuff, like we're going to do on Angel Wars. We can talk about it. It's all going to be based on Scripture to the best of my ability to do it. Some of it will be speculation. Some of it will be ancient history. Some of it will be from ancient monuments, that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that. It's a simple program, salvation is. It wasn't complicated. God sent his son to basically redeem us back to him, to make it simple from a physics standpoint, to change our energy energy field back to that of the Father so that we can back be with God again in a covenant for all of eternity rather than being a different voltage than he is, if that makes any sense. If we're a six-volt battery in our fallen state and God's a 12-volt battery, Jesus is the transformer, which transforms us back to that of the Father. If you want to look at it from a physics standpoint, that's how the salvation process works. But you've got to be willing to accept Christ for who he says he is and repent of your sins and do the best you can for the rest of your life. It's, that's all it is. It's just a if-then. God's an if-then God. It's kind of funny. A good friend of mine, Rob Pugh, wrote an article this week, and I posted it. It's called America's Economic and Spiritual Woes. And uh, you know he's talking about what's going on as far as what's happening with, you know, the, the, with the Americans and what they're doing. And, and, and he's saying he's, and he's saying he's talking about a guy buying some potato chips and candy and junk. And, you know, he says, I understand I have no problem helping the poor and needy as a follower of Christ. We are urged to help the poor. This is commanded throughout Scripture in Deuteronomy. And we have this. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. That's in Proverbs 28, 27 says, those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes will they receive many curses. Proverbs 22, 9 says the generous will themselves be blessed. For they share their food with the poor. And Proverbs 19, 17 says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. And Jesus himself said, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. You'll have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. You see, it should be the Christian churches to be helping the poor, not the government. When the government does it, it's simply a redistribution of financial resources. In other words, theft. The government steals the paychecks of the workers. So they get enslaved non-workers, lulling them into a mind-numb sense of entitlement and complacency. These non-workers subsist on their government benefit checks, and they're happy with the arrangement. 
and it always creates the attitude of entitlement. I'm going to post this article I already have. It's called America's Economic and Spiritual Woes. I want you guys to read it by Rob Pugh, good friend of mine, a great listener of the show, love the guy, and uh, you need to support him as best you possibly can. But he's right about that, and that's why I want to thank you guys for supporting Health Masters. When you get your vitamins and your supplements from us and your toothpaste and your deodorants and all the rest of the stuff you're buying anyhow, it really, really helps us to do the show. It helps us to bring this show to you commercial-free, and if we can do that to you guys, it makes it easier for you guys to listen because this show gives you about three hours worth of content in one hour. And you guys know I'm being straight with you on this because, quite frankly, you know, when you listen to these other shows, you may get 22, 23, 24 minutes worth of content in a 60-minute show, and you're going to have 35 to 40 minutes with the commercial time. And you have to sit there, and you go, gosh, this is awful listening to all these commercials and stuff I don't want to buy, people I don't know, but I'm having to listen to it. So when you support us, it really makes that big of a difference. So thank you so very much for that, by the way. This is uh, uh, interesting. The uh, secret limits to stop suspicious Xanax and Adderall orders are forcing some legitimate patients to scramble. What? Well, patients have been diagnosed with conditions like anxiety and sleep disorders and become caught in the cross of Americans' opioid crisis. And secret policies mandated by a national opioid settlement have turned filing legitimate prescriptions into a major headache. In July, limits went into effect that flag and sometimes block pharmacies' orders of controlled substances such as Adderall and Xanax when they exceed a certain threshold, the requirement stems from a 2021 settlement with the U.S. three largest drug distributors. I'm not going to read them to you, but pharmacists said it curtails their ability to fill prescriptions because these drug manufacturers have pushed these narcotics so strongly on the people that more and more people are getting addicted to it because of the creative marketing techniques they were using. The government had to come in and do intervention. Independent pharmacists said the rules forced them to come up with creative workarounds. Sometimes they must send patients on a frustrating journey to find pharmacies that haven't yet exceeded their caps in order to buy prescription medications. And, you know, and here's the thing. These, the Drug Enforcement Administration regulates the manufacturing, distribution, and sale of controlled substances, which would be dangerous when used properly. Drug makers and wholesalers are always supposed to keep an eye on for suspicious purchases and have long had systems to catch and report to halt these orders. But remember what Purdue Pharma did. Remember what they did with OxyContin, how they pushed it and pushed it and pushed it and basically said, I'm paraphrasing, that's not addictive and it's good for you, right? <laughs> Especially sustained release OxyContin. They got all these people hooked on opiates, and suddenly they contract the supply, and what does that happen? What happens then? The people are still hooked on opiates, and many of them have gone to the streets and they've gotten all of this. Now they're, now they're doing fentanyl or they're doing heroin or they're doing other opiates off the streets, which is massively, massively overpriced as far as what you could buy the pharmaceutical grades for. But it promotes – it allows the PA people like the, quote, CIA that's involved in the drug business in the United States to reap huge black op market profits to allow them to fund black operations. Read Operation Gladio, the unholy alliance between the Vatican, the mafia, the CIA. Read the book by Dr. Paul Williams. It's one of the best books I've ever read. It will give you an insight and it will give you a real eye-opener because, guys, this thing is real. We have over 100,000 people dying every year of fentanyl and opiate overdose, and that's what they're telling us. It can be much, 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 much higher than that, plus those people are brought out of the workforce. By the way, got the Got Milk program for the new generation is not working. Uh, quite frankly, unless you're a baby, you don't need milk and you need mother's milk. Goat's milk is a much better alternative to cow's milk, especially with bovine growth hormone in the milk. I suggest you don't drink any dairy products at all that are not organic. Very, 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 very important uh one of those a couple of more a couple more stories here uh you know after 20 years <laughs> the department of homeland security is a money guzzling failure <laughs> i'm gonna read you part of this and this is from newsweek and you know they don't usually come up with stuff like this but it's pretty good it says 
20 years ago this month, the U.S. government took a sharp turn towards surveillance and racial profiling and, and immigration policy based on fear. You know, March 20, 2003, the newly christened Department of Homeland Security, we can thank George Bush for that, or DHS, opened its doors. The department took everything from immigration enforcement and counterterrorism to airport security and disaster response under one gargantuan bureaucracy. Despite these wide-ranging missions, the department's unifying logic in the post-9-11 era has been to wage the so-called war on terror at home. The result has been a systemic abuse of minority communities, a dangerous militarization of the American life, and a massive waste of money that sapped resources from addressing the real threats to our homeland. For its earliest beginnings, DHS has been associated with some of our worst country's scandals, ranging from the Bush administration's creation of a special registration process for Muslim men from certain countries to the Muslim ban instituted by President Donald Trump. DHS has been a key executor of government policy that officially targets a specific religion, and it's been a unique terror for immigrants and refugees from Latin America separating migrant children from their parents even before Trump supercharged the abuse. These abuses aren't peripheral to the department's operations. They're central, and about a third of DHS funding goes to immigration and customs enforcement and ICE, Customs and Border Protection. So here's the problem I have with all of this stuff, okay? Why in the world, if they're getting this much money, which is over a trillion dollars now, by the way, in the last 20 years, over a trillion, 1.4 trillion. Since its founding in 2003, the U.S. has spent 1.4 trillion on the agency. That's more than seven times what the government spent over the same period on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, including the CDC's horrible, unbelievably nightmarish COVID response teams. All of this stuff is now causing a massive problem with our rights in the United States of America because of the Department of Land and Homeland Security. And, and now we have still we have still have the U.S. courts. They're still shielding government surveillance programs from accountability. This is another article by Toomey. It says the NSA surveillance of Americans' Internet uses, use raises serious constitutional concerns, but the government claims a lawsuit against the program would compromise state secrets. Imagine a government that has searched your home without a warrant, without probable cause, rifling through your files, through your bedroom dresser, your diary. You sue, arguing the public record show it violated your Fourth Amendment rights. The government claims that its defense, that its defense is a secret, and the court dismisses the case. That's precisely what the federal government has increasingly said it can do in cases related to national security under the so-called State Privilege Secret Act. It can violate constitutional rights and then defeat any effort at accountability by claiming this defense is a secret, even without showing its evidence to a court behind closed doors. This is exactly what we were told by a man who's being sued by the federal government for saying that vitamin D3 was good for the immune system. He told – they have offered him a settlement now, and he said, I want an apology, and I want you to tell the truth about this. And they said, we cannot because of national security. It's state secrets. I mean when you go in and you inject your people, you know, millions of people with, a, you know, with, a, with an experimental clot shot, they don't want the world to know what they did. So they said, we'll never ever from a national security standpoint – Tell the truth about what we did. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, it's it's mind boggling. It really is. And then the other thing they've done too, with like here, they get another article came out from the Guardian. Remember what they told you? They're going to use obfuscation to try to cover up all of the problems associated with clot shot, clot shot, including you know miscarriages, where so many women are now miscarrying and losing their babies because the, the clot shot causes placental detachment. It causes the placenta to detach from the inside of the uterus, which stops the blood flow, which the baby then starves to death and doesn't get oxygen. It's, it's a horrible death for the child, all right? And now they're saying the links between pollution and miscarriage, this is the stuff that nightmares are made out of. Wait a minute. Then they're talking about pollution causing early pregnancy loss. So now we're saying that the reason these people are basically losing these children all over the world 
you know, in unrec- in in, rec- in in huge amounts of people dying from this, you know, in these record miscarriages, is because of pollution. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, my deepest condolences. My wife had seven miscarriages. Sharon did. It was awful. And I know what it feels like. And, I, and I'm not I'm not laughing at the fact that this is not horrible because it is. What I'm saying is, it's the irony. It's the irony that they're now saying, oh, by the way, don't look at the clot shot. It's pollution. Well, I got a new flash for you. We've had pollution for a long time. And these rates have gone through the roof because of placental detachment. And we're seeing it over and over and over again. And by the way, federal agencies are still using our telephones as tracking beacons, uh, slave tracking devices. <laughs> While technically unconnected to each other, recent reports about the Secret Service and Immigration and Customs Enforcement all through the Department of Homeland Security playing fast and loose with rules regarding cell phone tracking and FBI purchasing phone location data from commercial sources continue in an important wake-up call for the United States. They remind us that those handy mobile devices many people are toting around are the most collective, effective security surveillance systems ever invented. We pay the bills for our own tracking beacons. Delighted that the, in addition to tagging our whereabouts at all times, they also let us check into the social media and make an occasional voice call. Wow. The United States Secret Service and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Homeland Security Investigations did not always adhere to federal, state, and basically, you know, policies while using the CSS during criminal investigations involving extended circumstances. The Department of Homeland Security's office has said. Separately, ICE and HSI has, did not adhere to the Department of Privacy policies, the applicable federal privacy when using the CSS. These people are basically using Stingray technology. They're doing all kinds of other things. I'm going to post all of this stuff for you to read to track you. It's one of the reasons when these immigrants come into the United States, they're given a free cell phone. <laughs> they can get tracked. And the guys, the ones that are really smart, they immediately dump the cell phone, just, you know, put it in the closest dumpster, and now they're no longer carrying a tracking device and go get themselves a Walmart phone that basically has no tracking ability, I, don't, I guess, and then rotate the phones. I don't know what they do. Not, not, not encouraging any of them to do that, just saying it seems like that to me from a speculation standpoint. But, guys, what a mess. I know we, we've also learned, too, this, this 2030 agenda and all the stuff they're doing. This has been around for a long time, you know, and the sustainable development and all the houses and all the low-income houses and the 800-square-foot cracker-back houses. That are, now they're doing it again in our central Florida area again. It's been around for 20 years. All of this stuff is about tracking us and maintaining the population in certain areas so that they can have their areas of wildlife and their, their states with nobody in them. So these Kabbalah Luciferians, I guess, can go into these states and, I guess, have their massive orgies and human sacrificial rituals with nobody bothering you to look. I guess, I don't know. They sure don't seem like they're worried about how many bears are out there and, and looking at the moose. <laughs> they don't seem to care about that. So the reality is, is that, you know, we've got a situation in which this world is becoming more and more and more corrupt. And that's why we do talk about this stuff on the show. Because if we keep our hearts and minds in Christ, and we keep ourselves segmented from this, and we realize what's going on, but we don't dwell on it, but we warn our friends that it's going on, and we tell them that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and we put on the full armor of God every single day, and we dig in, and we, don't, and we stand our ground, then what's going to happen is we're going to learn very, very, very quickly that there's all kinds of things that we can do on a regular basis to help the cause, to help the patriot movement of the United States. One of the things you don't want to do is do another January the 6th movement. just thought I'd mention that, unless you know who's going to be there, exactly what's happening. Now, we're going to be having a meeting here in May next month at a local church with Van Green, my pastor friend, who's also my workout partner. I'll get you the dates on that this, this week. 
and uh, we're going to be talking through some health stuff and some other stuff as far as the, 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 the all, we're going to we're going to do a, a, you know it's going to be on a Sunday afternoon. We already talked about it a couple months ago in Dade City. A lot of you guys said you want to come, and we'll start promoting it. So get your calendars ready. I'll tell you the dates are going to be tomorrow. And so I want to start. I, I talked to a, you know one of the friends of the listeners of the show this morning, and she said that she wanted to have more get-togethers with the Ted Brower you know and, and listenership you know of you guys and our family you know, who's on the air with us. And uh, I'd like to do that too. I'd like to start having you know different things around the country that we can all come together and coalesce and discuss strategies. I would really like to do that. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Wow, a lot of good information, bud. And uh, you're exactly right. This whole thing that we've watched now and that we've continually seen with the sustainable development under the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, this stuff's been in the making for a very, very long time. I, uh, I was privy to a meeting the other day and uh, over in central Florida where they essentially told us that they were getting ready to do this and that people weren't going to need to basically drive and that they were going to have everything right around them. It wouldn't matter. They don't need to drive anywhere. Traffic's not going to be an issue because you're going to have everything right there in walking distance. And blatantly, blatantly described a 15-minute city and touted it as this great idea and blatantly said that this has been something that's been in the plans for over 20 years. This isn't something that they just started to come up about. We just have now just started to really figure, I guess, the last you know five to ten years and start to figure out what they've really been doing. And uh, you know, it's frustrating to some extent. I'm not going to lie. You know, because you see certain things happen and, you know, you do your best to push back. You do your best to get people involved. And you start to realize that when these guys are at the big heavy levels and you got people like BlackRock and Vanguard that are at the very top that are funding this stuff, it doesn't really matter. The pockets are infinite with these guys. I mean, you can file frivolous lawsuits, I guess, if you want, and you try to slow stuff down and start a bunch of drama over it and continue to push and push and push. The problem with it is. They're just going to railroad over some of the stuff, and um, you know they're doing that down here in Florida, and it's frustrating because Florida has always been a very pretty much pretty conservative state, very free state for the most part. And to me, what I'm perceiving now, and what I've started to notice, and this has definitely spooled up a lot after COVID, is that Florida is getting poised to pretty much be the next California 2.0. Now, I don't think it's here yet, anywhere near that. But the amount of migration we're seeing now is I've talked to realtors that are here in central Florida, and, I mean, it's still – I mean, it, it's it's a madhouse. I mean, the prices have dropped down some due to the interest rates, but realtors and developers and builders, uh, they're still booming right now down in Florida. And it's because the influx for everybody from New York and California and other states, they're still moving here. And it's primarily because, well, essentially they've pooped in their own bed. Excuse my vernacular on that. They've done that. California is a failed state. I mean, it's completely failed. It's so insolvent. It's got to get all types of federal grant, federal money every single year just to stay afloat. Yet they're touted as being the, the biggest EV state and they're most progressive. Yeah, they're progressive and failing. I mean, when you start having to the point where everybody starts moving out of your state because it's a nightmare. I mean, just look at some of the videos you see, the independent videos from L.A. and the absolute insane crime wave and homelessness and violence. I mean – there was a video somebody sent me the other day, and it was like this lady and this guy were walking down a sidewalk in L.A., and apparently this homeless guy just walked up and just sucker punched the guy right in the face. Then grabbed the lady's purse, and then is kicking the guy, and just runs off. This isn't you know at 10 o'clock at night you know, and bar let out. This is like 2 in the afternoon on a weekend. I'm just broad daylight. I'm just nonchalant. Just want to knock the guy out. Grabs the lady's purse takes off. And I've seen dozens of videos like that. I mean, there's one where a guy had a bicycle lock and 
walked up this lady on an escalator and started beating her with it, knocked her out, and just dragging her around. He was, I don't know what he was planning on doing. He was a lunatic. This is what happens when you start having these unbelievably hardcore liberal leftist policies and you start bringing in this alleged sustainable development, which is a complete and total lie. It's not sustainable from any level of a republic or any Christian or biblical values. It's sustainable in the aspect of they're trying to make sure they can keep everything completely and totally controlled. There was a video that somebody sent me yesterday, and it was talking about now this whole program that's now being brought out is called Electrion. This is crazy, bro. This is crazy technology. What they want to start doing is in all these smart cities, they put these pads, these electric pads under the concrete that – that allows the electric vehicles to run off them wirelessly, charging them without ever having to plug in. So the electric car never has to actually plug in. It stays continually charged and runs on this electric system that's under the ground. Now, I have no idea how expensive this program is going to be. The video and the way they described it looks unbelievably pricey. But there was an interesting part of the video. About halfway through the video, it goes, and the beauty of this in these cities – there will no longer need to be ugly gas stations or charging stations. People can simply drive on these electric wireless pads under the concrete without ever needing to charge and without ever having to have a gasoline-powered vehicle. So now we're not even taking it from EV technology where you have to charge and plug in and deal with that whole nonsense. Now we're going to be completely reliant on transportation based on government infrastructure that's under the concrete that allows your car to charge while it's driving with no other charging stations or gas stations or any way. Oh, that seems like a great idea. I mean, if anything we've learned from the past, it's definitely to completely rely on the government's infrastructure and their absolute infinite stupidity and the ability to maintain and monitor anything properly. Like dad just said, Homeland security and border, this, this the whole thing, the, all these agencies, they're giant pigs. All they do is suck up enormous amounts of money, and where it goes, we not know. Oh, that, that's that's classified. I cannot disclose that. I can neither conform nor deny. I can't. I can't talk about this. this is this is classified information. Well, what happened to the five billion the Pentagon lost? Oh, we're not sure, but it's classified, so we can't talk about it. You just you just lose five billion dollars. You know, would fall out of your pocket. You know, accidentally throw in the trash with the scrap mail. I mean, it's just, you know. Five trillion. Don't worry about that. We'll just print more. But that's what's happened. And so when you start seeing this stuff like this, you start realizing what they're really doing and why it takes so much effort on a continual basis to constantly push back and constantly be on the defense. And again, try to be on the offense at some point and getting ahead of this stuff and getting the truth out there. That's why I've, I've emailed all of our representatives down here in Florida. I encourage all of you to do the same to absolutely completely shred this restrict act that they're talking about how it's going to be the TikTok ban bill. Oh, it's not the TikTok ban bill. This thing is complete and total authoritarian nightmare. This is literally the Patriot Act 2.0, and the more people keep analyzing it and reading the verbiage on it – I was reading an article here from Reason.com, and it said the broad language leaves room for any type of questioning whether or not this is going to be a good bill or not. The act is still insanely far-reaching and have a huge range of delirious effects even if it doesn't criminalize people for using VPNs to access TikTok because that's what they've now discussed is the language is so broad they're now discussing the fact that – what happens if you use a VPN? 
which VPN is a virtual private network. It essentially shields your IP address. You can use VPN on your phone, computer, and you can mask your IP address and encrypt your internet connection. Some people like to do it. I don't know much about it. I'm not a tech whiz. But what they're talking about is here now is the language is so broad in this Restrict Act that you could possibly be charged criminally for using a VPN to access TikTok. And the government could come in and say you're now basically masking your IP address to access a social media device. The China's operating. It's China. China's the one who's spying on you. Guys, really? Really? As if we don't already know what the NSA does? Snowden rolled it out 12, 13 years ago, and it's gotten way worse than it is now. We're supposed to believe that China's the one spying on us, so we need to give up our rights for our safety and protection isn't that how it always ends up going? I've I've gone back to this so many times, how all these bills, all this tyranny, and it goes back hundreds of years, thousands of years, same same story, same, same story, different headline. It's always for your safety and protection, right? We're putting the Restrict Act bill in to protect you. You know, if, if you if you go and access this, we're gonna throw you in prison, but it's for your safety. We're throwing you in prison for your safety. It's for your own good, right? Because you don't want to access TikTok. You don't want to have China spy on you. You know, we'd never spy on you. You want to make sure China doesn't spy on you. That's why we've also told you, you know, you can't leave your house. You know, April 2020, you're not allowed to leave your home. You can't work. You're not essential. It's for your safety and protection, of course. You know, we found that pesky paddleboarder out in the ocean in California. You know, he, he, <laughs> we arrested him for his protection. You know, we didn't want him to catch COVID from being out in the water. Remember what they said when they shut down the beaches? Do you guys even remember how stupid it was? They had two scientists come forward, and they said, we figured it out. This is why we have to shut down the beaches, because the COVID is going into the water supply, and it's going into the septic system, and some of it is basically being released out into the air and in the water, and it's draining out of the ocean. When you go out in the ocean, the ocean is blowing back COVID on you, the COVID virus. So if you go to the beach, there's a high probability you're going to catch COVID. That's literally what they told everybody. It was the most asinine thing I had heard in my life. We're going to ignore the fact that viruses can't really live in bright sunlight and high heat. We're going to ignore the fact that you have fresh air coming off the ocean that's been cleansed through the water. We're going to ignore the fact that there's numerous amounts of minerals and magnesium out of the ocean, and it's very therapeutic to go get in the water. We're going to ignore the fact that being out in the sunshine increases D3 levels and increases oxygen uptake when you have fresh air out in the ocean. We're going to ignore all that. Because allegedly the COVID virus is floating around everywhere you go. It's out in the ocean. It's in your mirror. It may be next to you on your neighbor. You never know. Be terrified of everyone. Again, this is the lie that is constantly perpetrated. This is why I kept telling everybody down here in Florida, do not comply. And Florida obviously showed the entire country that we were the most rebellious state as far as not wanting to listen to anything. And ironically enough, we seem to have the healthiest people down here most of the entire time, even when they tried to manipulate the numbers as much as they could and kill people in the hospitals on ventilators and remdesivir. We still continue to stay really healthy. Why? Because we constantly went outside and we still went to the beach and we got fresh air. Our health is our own responsibility. The government has no right telling you what you can and can't do as far as from a health standpoint. The government has no right telling you you can't leave your home because it's for your protection. All of this is continually done to subvert the mindset of the population to believe that we are subservient to the government, when in reality, we are a government by the people, for the people, at least how we were founded. And this is why they've been continually prescribing and getting people on all these drugs over the last two decades now. You know, Dad brought up the aspect of Xanax. I've done research on Xanax when I was in college on dependency as far as I was a psychology major. 
Xanax is one of the most abused pharmaceutical drugs. Right here from American Addiction Center, they said benzodiazepines are some of the most highly addictive prescription drugs on the market, and they can hook a user within a matter of weeks. Daily use of benzodiazepines, which is Xanax, for six weeks or more will result in dependency for four in every ten users. Addiction is characterized by both physiological and physical dependence. Psychological and physical dependence. To manage the effects of withdrawal on the mind and the body, it is best to taper off benzodiazepines on a schedule. And it goes into detail on the schedule. I'm not giving you any type of medical advice. This is from the American Addiction Center. It says when people become addicted to Xanax, they will not be able to keep their minds off the thoughts of the drug. In addition to the health risks associated with detoxing alone, quitting without professional intervention is extremely hard to do since users' minds are compulsively driven to use them again. The mental impact of withdrawing from Xanax can be extremely turbulent. The mind becomes accustomed to the drug and can go through periods of insomnia, depression, paranoia, irritability while trying to come off. The majority of withdrawal symptoms need to be treated through a medical detox to make the process as easy as possible. Just talking about coming off of Xanax after being on it for six weeks, it can include headaches, nausea, vomiting, profuse sweating. Blurred vision, convulsions, seizures, physical dependency develops over a short period of time as the individual's body becomes used to the substance. That's Xanax. That's benzodiazepines. That's what's the most commonly prescribed anti-anxiety medication in the entire country, and they peddle it out like Pez dispensers. You literally go in and go, I've got anxiety. Oh, here's a script for Xanax. You need like 60 pills. Take one a day. Let me know if you have any problems. What to do? Xanax was never even designed to be used as a long-term medication whatsoever. It was first manufactured in 1970 to approve severe panic disorders and can be basically treated for people that were having severe panic problems all the way down to basically like having to be hospitalized over panic because it works very quickly if needed. That's what it was designed to be used for. It's never designed to use a daily medication. It's insanely addictive. But yet now suddenly, oh, we're going to we're going to. Everybody supplies Xanax. What do you think that's going to do to a lot of people? Hmm? I just read you the side effects from it. Do you think that's going to benefit the population for a short period of time? Maybe long term if they finally get off of it. The problem is a lot of people, as Dad said, they start going to other street drugs and other options. Now we've got fentanyl epidemic. I mean, whoever thought this was going to be a problem? You got topical opioids that's a hundred times stronger than morphine that's now being sent all over the country now from Mexico and from China. Continue to keep the population dumbed down, drugged down, and in a stupor, and you can pretty much get them to do anything you want. Case in point, it's been done in numerous other countries repeatedly. This is why they've pushed it so hard. So again, I'm just my personal opinion. Be very, very cautious before you start going on these drugs. I'm not giving you any medical advice. You need to talk to your doctor about that. But again, this stuff is not a joke. I don't bring it up very much. I've talked about it before in the past. It's not a fun topic because a lot of people have serious issues with it. But be very cautious before you start going on this. The same goes with other prescriptions. A host of side effects that I have personally seen in customers and friends that have gone on them. And it's all because, oh, we need to get your cholesterol down. I'm telling you right now, my cholesterol, my blood work is always over 200. I try to keep it over 200. It usually stays around 210 to 220 on my blood work on a regular basis. The HDLs are through the roof. And I feel great. I have great energy. I've got great circulation. I have great workouts because my body is designed to have cholesterol in it. This entire fallacy they've told everybody through the American Heart Association by saying, well, even if you don't have high cholesterol, you should go on a statin now. 
because, well, you may get high cholesterol in the future. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's like saying, hey, you may break your leg in the next few years in an accident, so you should go on OxyContin right now, you know, just as a preventative in case you break your leg. Who, who says stuff like that? Well, the pharmaceutical companies do. Why? Because usually the statin drugs have such a host of other side effects, people have to start taking other medication to get on them, to stay on them because of all the side effects that occur. There's so many natural approaches, including the cholesterol X and the body balance Himla, that both work incredibly good at maintaining healthy cholesterol along with a healthy diet. There's almost always natural alternatives that you can use. I've had people that have talked to me that have used the cortisol buster to help out with anxiety that they've had issues with, that they've started having panic issues. The cortisol buster is an incredibly good formula. I've told you guys we put together. It's got ashwagandha. It's got banapa extract. It's really good for reducing anxiety and reducing cortisol, which also helps out with stress. So there's always usually a natural approach. If there's anything you need, healthmasters.com is always here to help you out the best we possibly can because that's what we try to do. And again, like Dad said earlier, thank you for supporting us because it allows us to give you a straight hour of news and updates and health news and all kinds of other things that we find every single day by researching to keep everybody updated and informed. Everybody has a right to know the truth and make their own decision. Nobody has a right to tell you you can't talk about this or you can't read about this. Now, there's certain things that maybe you don't want to continually dwell on on a regular basis, like Dad was talking about earlier, certain things you probably don't want to read and start dabbling in. That's a fact. But again, everybody has a right to come to their own conclusion. This has been one of my biggest pet peeves with the social media platforms and the mainstream media platforms where they continue to tell you this is the only narrative. This is the only thing you can believe. No, that's called propaganda. There's no other thing to call it but that. That's what they are. That's why I encourage all of you, make sure you do your own research. You don't like something I say, that's fine. You can disagree with me. I disagree with people all the time. But do your own research and come to your own conclusion. That is the best advice I've always tried to give people is make sure it's your conclusion and not the talking head that's on mainstream media that's nodding his head up and down as he tells you something to subconsciously make you agree with him while they have all these other nuances and specific colors, specific specific things they put on the television to make you more highly susceptible to believe the lies they're telling you. What do you think, Dad? Uh, you know, Austin, uh, you're, you're right. And, you know, and the, the, the benzodiazepines, I mean, you could die from withdrawing on those. I mean, that's, that's one of the worst things to come off of. I don't suggest yeah. anybody does any of that stuff without going to their doctor and learning how to titrate the dosing and follow the doctor's advice because those are dangerous. I mean, there, we had a guy on years ago, his name was Mike, and he ran these detox clinics. And he said that, you know, the heroin, you know, give me vitamins, you give a lot of water, give a lot of fluids. He says, you can really help with that. He says, you don't die coming off of that. He says, but you'll die coming off the benzodiazepines. And he's right because it changes brain chemistry. It's, it's, it's awful what it does. And we've got a friend of ours who basically who's been, been on these things for 20 years. She started on in college. And she, she's like a she's like she's like she's always just stoned. And, uh, you know, and she tried so hard to come off of but she can't. So, you know, it wouldn't be better to have started on these things, you know, or start before you started on these things that basically started with B-complex and cod liver oil and 5-HTP and all these other things to keep your moods up? I certainly think so. And we just need to understand that, that, you know, these drugs have side effects. And there's one thing that we didn't, that also didn't mention. This is the synagogue of Satan doing this. This is pharmakia. This is the sorcerers. This is who they are. This is the drugs that they use on an ongoing basis to control the masses. This is the same thing they did with the Chinese opium wars. They drugged down the entire country. The same group, the same cabal of Luciferian wizards who did that in China, who paid for that, you do the research on it. 
are the same group that's doing it to the United States. They always do the same things all of the time because they are the synagogue of Satan. And when you understand that, it starts to make more sense. But always remember, we're not of that. We're born of the spirit of the most high God through Jesus. And we're filled with the Holy Spirit. You stand with Jesus, my friends, every day of your life. Also, what do you think, buddy? Finish it up. Absolutely. You're 100% accurate on that. And appreciate all the support. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the Mood Booster Stack, as Dad's mentioned earlier, the 5-HTP, the B-Complex, and the Omega-3. It's one of the main ones that I always encourage people to get on, including I've had friends that have had issues and stuff that, you know, they're kind of down and having a rough time. I'm like, dude, you got to have the raw nutrients. you got to give your body the raw ingredients to produce what it needs. So keep your bodies and minds strong. Keep your health up. Continue to exercise, even if it's just a small amount, start today or tomorrow. If you're getting up and doing some push-ups or going for a walk, continue to stay active. Keep your body circulating. Keep it constantly doing something and not just sedentary and continue to give it the raw nutrients it needs to stay healthy. If you guys need anything, give us a call, 1-800-726-1834, and be sure to vote for what you want to see when tomorrow. Looks like the natokinesis is going to be pulling pretty strong, but you guys go and vote for it anyways and run it up and see uh, see what kind of sale we can do on it for you tomorrow. You guys have a fantastic evening. Have a blessed night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.